Welcome to the Short-Term Rentals Podcast. Here we share all of the latest news, opinion and intelligence from across the burgeoning short-term vacation rental space, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name is Paul Stevens, editor of Short-Term Rentals and host of this week's episode. For episode 38 of the Short-Term Rentals Podcast, we speak to Anthemos Georgiades, co-founder and CEO of rental marketplace Zumper, about the company's extension into the short-term rental space, the characteristics of consumers who are living a flexible nomadic lifestyle, and whether Zumper sees itself competing with major OTAs in the long term. This episode is kindly sponsored by Breezeway. Breezeway's property care and messaging app helps thousands of holiday let hosts and managers automate operations, drive quality and elevate the experience at every property. Their user-friendly tools are purpose-built to coordinate complex work and deliver homes that are perfectly prepared to their specific standards. Visit breezeway.io str to learn more. So a big welcome to the Short-Term Rentals podcast, Anthemos. Delighted to be talking to you today. So uh, just to kick things off, please could you introduce yourself, Zumpa, and the services you provide in the travel, hospitality, and real estate sectors? Hi, Paul. Uh, thank you for having us on. Uh, yes, I'm Anthemos, a uh, fellow Brit, uh, but uh, working and living in the US. Uh, so I'm the CEO of... Um, a company called Zumper, which is almost uh, almost 10 years old. And we are a long-term uh, rental platform uh, in the US and Canada. We're the largest startup. And we had uh, over 70 million users last year in 2021, kind of through the pandemic. So um, we, we've uh, always been focused kind of primarily on, on long-term rentals, but we've always had short-term rentals uh, on the platform. Uh, they were buried deep beneath a bunch of filters um, and they were very hard to find. And for reasons but I'm sure we'll get into, we saw kind of a big upsurge in demand for that filter uh, during the pandemic and in the kind of the future world that we now live in. And so consequently, um, in the last week, we launched kind of uh, a flexible rental search engine alongside our long-term rental search engine to better serve this whole new class of renter. And so as of kind of this week, we're also playing a bit more in the kind of flexible short-term stay. And yeah, kind of delighted to join you and talk a little bit more about it. Excellent. And, you know, Zumpa is a, a company, a startup that I've heard about for quite a long time, but it's not necessarily something that I would have associated with short-term rentals. So it very much tallies then with what you say about it being deep in your platform. But and maybe as um, for, for some of us who are less familiar with the platform or perhaps see it as a perhaps a traditionally long-term rental platform, why um, is Zumpa launching this short-term rental extension now to its core business? And maybe why yeah. now? Yeah, um, it took a long time to build the, the long-term piece, which is kind of what we're best known for, for people that know who Zumpa is. And as you know, in marketplaces, it took, you know, you build supply first, then you build demand on top of supply, then more supply comes, then more demand comes. And that spinning that flywheel really took us kind of four to five years. 
on the long-term side before we really got to kind of being a powerhouse where we had a lot of users and a meaningful amount of traffic. So now kind of why bring this short-term rental filter that we've had forever, why bring it kind of further kind of and more prominently in our search experience? So a couple of data points that in the last couple of years emerged. Um, 33% of Zumper users search for a short-term or flexible rental in 2021. So despite the fact that it was very hard to find on our platform, um, I think obviously during the pandemic, uh, kind of with work from home, work from anywhere, flexibility became a much greater uh, feature for many of our renters. So one in three users started looking for more flexible options. And then one other data point that was the kind of the slam dunk for us is when we surveyed those users, 84% of them talked about ending up in a long-term rental eventually. So long-term rental kind of across, I think, North America and Europe, more classically defined as really a 12-month lease or longer. So another way of saying that is these flexible users weren't these kind of crazy different kind of uh, users that were on, you know, travel sites or OTAs. Actually, this was our core user who then was saying there's a 84% chance I'm going to end up in a long-term stay. And so not only did we want to deliver a far better product for those users, so they didn't need to leave Zumper to look for more flexible options, but just purely commercially, we kind of had to build a marketplace that catered to them. Otherwise, I think the OTAs would have and have done a great job catering to them and we needed to build that service. So if you combine those two data points, I think it was a no-brainer for us to deliver this service. And um, I think we're delivering it for a very different type of renter, kind of this side of the pandemic than going in. And, and we can delve a little bit more into that as well, because as you say, you, you've carried out a number of surveys with predominantly these these monthly renters, as as, um, as you call them. What do you think maybe are the um, characteristics or the needs of the types of consumers that who who are currently looking to stay in short term rentals? live this type of flexible or more nomadic lifestyle yeah so here's here's what we found and there's kind of a sexy headline and then the unsexy reality so going in and and you know it, when we talk about this we love the idea of building for the digital nomad the person that's going to work from anywhere uh their tech job may have told them they never need to go back to the office um which is true of zumper employees if they don't want to um, but the so the sexy story is we're building for the digital nomad. That is the true new class of uh, renter post COVID. The reality is in um, the data we see as as more kind of renters who are living versus staying, and I think that's who we're building for. We're not trying to build a better OTA who for people staying somewhere for a weekend. We're building for people who live somewhere. The for the people living flexibly in say one to six month leases. Only 13%, 1-3% of them are digital nomads. So only 13% of our users who are staying monthly are doing that to just, you know, try out a different state every month or every couple of months or traveling across the world. And so I think it's a really sexy uh, brand exercise. And I think, um, you know, we absolutely want to cater for those users, but only 13% really were true digital nomads. The vast majority of people were doing it for kind of three reasons. Um, the biggest one, so 37% of these users were just a gap in housing. So this is either people in between homes or kind of renovating a home 
or there was kind of like a just a, a, a pragmatic need to bridge a gap between two longer term stays. That was 37% of the people renting flexibly. And then the two other ones that we thought were interesting, one was location scouts. So 20% of our monthly renters are trying out neighborhoods or try, uh, they're kind of they're not nomadic. They're more just trying out a couple of things before they commit to something long term. And then 22% were uh, required to travel for work and, and staying somewhere kind of more long term. So I think the story we've all heard during the pandemic uh, was, you know, the digital nomads and this is the future of kind of renting. The truth is actually it's an important part of the future, but um, actually there are some more classic reasons why people rent monthly and our marketplace is intended to serve all those types. Mm, and that that really reflects as well, um, as you say, whether it's gap in housing, whether it's uh, migratory work or stepping stones to, to building a, a rental history. It really reflects the evolving types of length of stay trends that we're seeing. How how do you see this evolution of of length of stay trends? Whether you're looking from from one month to twelve months and beyond, is this permanent shift in the way that the renters are going to be staying, living, working? Yeah. So I, first of all, I think you said something really important, which is like kind of building uh, kind of a profile or building credit, and I think. Right now, these flexible rentals don't really get you don't really get credit for like being a good, I guess, guest in travel or tenant in real estate. Same same thing. And one thing Zump has always had is, you know, for the vast majority of our audience still who are long term renters, we have, you know, credit scores, criminal um, eviction checks like they can build renter profiles with Zumper to show their credibility. And there's no reason we shouldn't be showing that to the flexible landlords or hosts. Like we have so much information. And so when I say Zumper wants to deliver flexible rentals more like a live, that's an example of what I mean. One other thought kind of on your question, which is funny enough, there was some data that came out yesterday. There was a Stanford professor called Professor Nick Bloom who tweeted this um, where the work from home kind of trend in the US has now stabilized at around 30%. So obviously it was higher than that at the peak of uh, shelter in place, but post COVID or at least kind of as COVID has lessened and shelter in place has lifted, the current, I believe, hours kind of work from home now across the US is stabilizing at about 30%. That's up from 5%, just short of 5% pre-pandemic. So it's kind of six times higher. So Paul, back to your question, if you think about that, say we do stabilize at 30%, even if it's just 25%, the ability that gives people to be more flexible in their renting will change tomorrow's renter, who is now today's renter, forever. And I think that long-term leases are still the vast majority of how rentals will be done, but they are a smaller majority than they used to be. And I think that as a long-term rental platform, which is remains our DNA, we have to be offering uh, more flexible options, especially for those people who now have more flexibility in their job because they will absolutely look for more flexibility in their housing. And you know, talking about uh, short-term or, or long-term or flexible rentals, whatever way you want to put it, we're seeing a lot more of uh, platforms and OTAs catering to all sorts of demographics. So, you know, why would people come to Zumpa over other platforms? And long-term, do you see yourself competing with um, Airbnb or, or other OTAs, particularly when it, it says in, in your press release as well that you're, I believe, partnering with Verbo and Booking.com, if you could clarify that. Yes, um, we, uh, I think the OTAs have 
are uh, you know phenomenal companies. They're huge. Um, most of them are public and have massive, massive consumer scale. Um, and uh, no, our job here at Zumper is not to build a better OTA or to compete with the OTAs. And yes, a couple of uh, the OTAs are partners of ours on launch. Uh, when we launched, we have both partner inventory and also direct inventory from some of our um, long-term landlords, which is the the base of how we built the business. And so um, the the play here is not to build a better OTA for sure. But why would someone come to Zumper for a more flexible kind of rental? And again, our, our kind of core is the one to six month rentals. Um, I think uh, kind of a few things. One is um, they're already on Zumper. I know that sounds like a kind of a dumb reason, but there's, we want to build the single best kind of living rental uh, search engine in the world. And if they're already kind of deciding whether to commit to a one year lease in San Diego or to try a couple of neighborhoods in San Diego before they actually commit to the longer term thing, one is they're hopefully already on Zumper. And so we can keep them there. The second one, it, Paul, is um, inventory uh, comprehensiveness. So given this is a very large ticket item, uh, whether you're renting a long-term rental, you know, where you're spending typically 30, 33% of your income or a short-term rental where it's still the same as a percentage of your income, this is a massive ticket item. And so if you're going to Amazon to look at a TV, you probably don't need to see every TV because you're going to spend maybe $300 on it. And as long as you see enough, you kind of feel like you can make the decision. But for such a large ticket item, having everything is very important. And so Zumper's ambition is to build the single most comprehensive search engine for flexible rentals, especially in this one to six month uh, stay, where uh, I think we'll offer renters so much choice that they'll never have paranoia that they're missing out on something and they'll feel very comfortable using Zumper as potentially a one and done a solution to look for both flexible and long-term listings. Finally, we want to build the most trust. So whether that's having kind of verified properties, adding a, mat, a VR or AR tours uh, through the platform, which is something we do on long-term rentals that has never really been done on short-term rentals, but we think there's a massive opportunity to bring kind of more modern technology to, to bear here. Um, we want to build the most trusted platform where people know exactly what they're getting. And I think there's a huge opportunity uh, kind of to do that better than, than I guess what we've ever seen before in this kind of new space emerging between travel and real estate. So, um, to sum it all up, kind of we're, we're trying to build a very different uh, thing here that wouldn't look at all like an OTA. It would look much more like an extension of a traditional rental platform that caters for this new generation of users. Mm, sure. And, and there's so many interesting things I could honestly um, discuss with you, you in more time as well. But I do want to piggyback there on a couple of points that you've mentioned. And um, it very much seems, and I think this was a... Um, a terminology that the company used as well it's purpose-built platform and i also see that you're offering now a supply of i think more than half a million short-term listings as well so did did you notice that there was a real need for a go-to platform that could be um trustworthy where people could go and they would know that they could find these these monthly rentals because um as i say there's the demand for flexible rentals for, for more trust based on what we've seen in the pandemic is this something that you've observed as well yes and, and to be honest Paul we were um we were surprised um in kind of when we when we did our kind of product research on this with our with our own users um 
half of them, literally 50% said they weren't sure where to start their search for a, a, a kind of monthly rental, um, which in all honesty, we were surprised by. Um, if you kind of marry that to some of the public companies in the space and you look at what Airbnb kind of disclosed, uh, which I think you guys have written about as well during the pandemic, where I think at peak, 24% of Airbnb's bookings during kind of shelter in place as people were escaping cities were for 28 days or longer. 24% is a very high number at the peak of the pandemic. And so what was interesting is our research seemed to suggest that people had ended up on Airbnb, but they didn't necessarily think of it originally as somewhere which would cater to them for kind of 28 day or longer stays. And, and the kind of research told us that most people saw Airbnb and you know I've used Airbnb a million times. It's a ph phenomenal company and, and platform. And most people were looking at them as a stay company, uh, which is how we'd all used it before the pandemic. Whereas I think when they thought of long-term, well, longer term stays, they thought, thought of them more as a live. When you're staying for some somewhere for four months, renters were thinking that it was more of a live and they were actually coming to us or some of our competitors on the long-term side to look for that stuff and they weren't finding it or it was very buried below a filter. So despite Airbnb and some other folks' success during the pandemic on the OTA side, uh, there's no real brand for search for this stuff and a, and a meta search platform that has everything, doesn't just have one thing. So that was the that was the opportunity that we see, and we're the first and only long term rental platform ready to go after this and kind of uh, make it an equal search candidate to long term rentals. And so we think there's a, a really exciting uh, journey ahead. That's fascinating, and we, we get to my my final question. And I'm surprised it's taken this long, but um, you've of course just raised uh, an additional thirty million dollars in Series D funding, taking the company's total funding to date to uh, 178 million dollars uh, do do let me know if I'm, I'm i'm slightly out on that um stat but using this um funding what further plans do you have in the short-term rental space moving forward that can um inform everyone of, of our readers tuning in i think two things um the first one is comprehensiveness it's it's such a boring argument but having built zumper to kind of this scared of 70 million users that we have today uh, I know that listing inventory uh, matters more than anything when you think about liquidity and, and the flywheel. So building the absolute best meta search platform like the Kayak or the Zumper effectively for long uh, for flexible rentals is is number one that we want everyone to be able to find more on, on Zumper than anywhere else. And then um, number two would be kind of really delivering a magical experience on top of that. So for example, we're used to people taking, you know, 12 to 18 month leases on Zumper in this, in the same unit. So, you know, they go live in a large multifamily building overlooking kind of the Caltrain in San Francisco. That's great. And that's what we're used to. Can we deliver that service to flexible rentals where we can build a loyalty program or a passport where they get to effectively take a 12 to 18 month lease, but travel around the world, the country, through multiple providers of, of flexible rentals can we bring that all together and i think as a marketplace we uniquely have an opportunity to do that and i would say that is not imminent that's not going to happen tomorrow but once we have significant liquidity and enough kind of demand and supply balancing themselves i think that's like a natural next step for us which is to build almost like a long-term rental feel into this segment and do that working with all our partners well, you've, you've left us with a lot of uh, food for thought there, Anthemos. Thank you very much uh, for sparing the time to uh, join me on today's podcast. And we, of course, look forward to hearing all about 
Zumpa's progress in the short-term rental market um, moving forward. Thank you again for your time. Thanks for having me, Paul. Thanks for listening to this week's Short-Term Rentals podcast. And a big thank you to Breezeway for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to shorttermrentals.com and sign up to our weekly e-newsletters.